live? Are we live? We're live. What's cracking? Big dogs. Breaking news. The best types of news are those that break. Break my spirits. Break my heart. Love anything that breaks. This news in particular. Going to shake up fantasy a bit. All right. Philip Rivers retired last week, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Man, he really retired like three years ago, if we're being honest. Carson Wentz. Been looking for a trade suitor. The Eagles have been trying to dump this man. His $30 billion contract. They finally found a team to take it on. A price that they sought out and figured was appropriate. And that is with the Indianapolis Colts. Okay. Here's the thing. It's going to get weird because Carson Wentz hasn't been himself in about three years. The last time he was himself was with Frank Reich. 2017 was the year Carson Wentz played three games, 13 games, missed three games at the end of the year and the playoff run, of course. He was on pace for an MVP caliber season. And then we never saw Carson Wentz play the same. And now he reunites with Frank Reich. So the Indianapolis Colts send over. Let's throw it up on the screen. A third round pick in 2021. And a conditional future second round pick. So. We have. Carson Wentz taking over as the starting quarterback in Indianapolis. Leaving it wide open for Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. A lot of fantasy impact here. We're going to run through. Carson Wentz. Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, the skill players, Michael Pittman, T.Y. Hilton, and of course, the running back everyone is concerned about in Indianapolis, Jordan Wilkins. And we'll take some Q&A afterwards at the end, all right? So Carson Wentz is obviously coming off of an absolutely miserable year. The Eagles are going to have to eat this contract. Their dead cap basically hurries up. And they have to pay it all this year. So I believe they're going to eat $30 million on their cap, which is uh, a problem. It's not a huge problem, I guess. You know, NFL teams just just somehow figure out a way to make money work. And they have Jalen Hurts, obviously, on his rookie contract. So the money, no one in fantasy gives a fuck about money. Let's, let's be honest here. <sighs> let's talk Philly first. This obviously opens up Jalen Hurts to be the quarterback there. And... Based on what we saw down the stretch last year, Jalen Hurts was the starter for four games, 14, 15, 16, 17. The last four weeks of the season, the full-time starter was the quarterback six in that span. The quarterback six in that span with a quarterback one overall finish in week 15. That's the kind of upside you're going to get from Hurts. A guy who runs the ball eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 15 times a game, okay? This feels... Very much like the Lamar Jackson situation where he is still going to be extremely undervalued, even though he brings the most valuable asset a quarterback can to the fantasy football field, that rushing floor. And we've seen the ceiling already in a four game span in which he was thrown into the wolves without much practice time. And he still blew the fuck up as a fantasy player. So Jalen Hurts. I understand there are a lot of people out there, myself included, that I don't know if I believe in him as a long-term answer. The Philly, Philly, Philly obviously, uh, 
I don't know if this is more more so a an, an attribute to Jalen Hurts and them believing in him. More so just, just wanting to get Carson Wentz out of the way. Getting this distraction out of the way, starting the new year without him not being in the face of every player and being the the center of every question going forward. They just wanted to start new, get Wentz out of there, get that contract off the books as soon as possible, and now it's Hurts' team. Jalen Hurts is a guy who, you know, I said this in the best ball draft last week or two weeks ago. Jalen Hurts immediately becomes the best value in season-long drafts, right off the rip, okay? Without a doubt, if he's not being picked inside like the top six or seven quarterbacks, he's the best value pick. And I think, you know, we'll hear the narrative all summer so that he'll eventually get up to probably being like a top six, seven pick. But right now, if you're doing like best ball drafts or something like that, where you can actually capitalize on some on some revenue, Jalen Hurts, if he's going anywhere past like the seventh or eighth round, needs to be an auto smash on that. OK, no matter what the arm strength is, this is the same questions going into year two for Lamar Jackson. We're all like he kind of sucks as a passer. But that rushing upside, obviously Jalen Hurts is not the runner that Lamar Jackson is, but he's damn well good enough to be a real fantasy asset there. So the other big part of this equation is Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders, what do we do with him? I mean, I told y'all to fade him last year, so if you listen to me, you're happy about that. This year, we're coming we're coming bike around to Miles Sanders, though. There's a few different parts here. They they lose their running back coach Deuce Staley, which I'm not gonna like harp on and pretend that's a huge fucking factor in what's gonna what's gonna go on here. What's gonna what's gonna be a bigger picture teller for Miles Sanders is, you know, now that Doug Peterson is gone, do they give him the entire workload in that backfield? Do they go I could I could really see them signing someone like Leonard Fournette in free agency. I really I don't know why. In my gut, in my black fucking soul, I really feel like the Eagles are gonna sign Leonard Fournette. I don't know why. I don't know why, but I feel like that's going to happen. If it does, obviously, it's a killer to Miles Sanders. Jordan Howard's going to be gone. So if, I don't know, if they go with like a day three running back in the draft, which is also a possibility, and they let Miles Sanders kind of run rampant, we saw the splits. You know, it was only a few games where Sanders and Jalen Hurts both played, and Jalen Hurts was the starter, right? He had four games as a starter. Miles Sanders played in three of them. Pretty damn fucking good. Pretty good. Throw them up on the screen for you guys to look at. In the three games, where Jalen Hurts was the full-time starter. Miles Sanders averaged 18.5 PPR fantasy points, 19.5 full PPR. The reception numbers are up. The receiving yardage is up. The rushing attempts are up. Three touchdowns in three games. The rushing yardage was up, right? This is one of those... This is one of those... Um, this is one of those situations where he's going to benefit from just having a guy like Jalen Hurts up there running the ball 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 times a game and spreading the linebackers out, spreading the defense out. And Miles Sanders will capitalize on that. So anytime he gets a hole, he hits that shit. We saw him bust off 60, 70, 80-yard runs. So Miles Sanders, this is this is great for Miles Sanders. I love him playing behind Jalen Hurts. The question for Miles Sanders is going to be whether or not they bring in competition for him or they bring in like a complimentary back, which will obviously hurt him a little bit. Um, so Miles Sanders has, has, has as much appeal in the third round to be like a league-winning running back next year as – Probably anybody that, anybody that you can draft. I think he's a, a fantastic value in the third, fourth round right now in best ball drafts and shit like that. In terms of the other pass catchers, I mean, you guys saw what it was down the stretch last year for Philly. I don't want to spend too much time on this. We want to look at Indy. We want to look at Indy. We want to look at Carson Wentz. Where are we drafting Jalen Hurts in, in like startup dynasty right now? He's probably going to be around the quarterback 12 to 15 range for me, okay? That says that, you know, I believe he has the quarterback one upside. I'm a little bit nervous about his longevity. I think we have a lot of guys that I tend to 
err on the side of of like safety when it comes to quarterbacks in, in dynasty and most of the leagues I play in are super flex. So, you know, it, they are premium and you don't want to fuck those picks up. So I think I think Jalen Hurts is a little bit risky if you're gonna go early round pick. Like Jalen Hurts, I'm assuming now is gonna be somewhere in the third round, third to fourth round range for Superflex Dynasty startups. Uh we did release our full ADP. So last week we ran about a thousand startup dynasty mock drafts with y'all that are in the discord channel so thank you guys for whoever participated i think we had like over 200 participants in 75 different startup dynasty mock drafts and we released the adp completely free to y'all uh i will link that down below probably like 10 or 15 minutes after this has concluded this uh this video let me go grab the link and i'll put it in the description for you guys if you want to go check out the dynasty adp and i think jalen hurts was probably in that fourth or fifth round range and now he's probably going to move up a little bit Again, a little bit risky because, you know, uh, these things tend to play themselves out over the long run. But you could also look at Lamar Jackson and be like, he's not a prolific passer whatsoever. And they want to build their offense around him so we could see something similar. So Jalen Hurts, the high upside, a little bit risky. But if he's going around guys like Ryan Tannehill, you know, in that range, I would rather err on the side of safety with a guy like Tannehill, um, you know, players in that range. OK, so we are we are now going to look at Jonathan Taylor's outcome and I mentioned it in the video I dropped this morning. If you didn't watch today's video, we went through the elite running backs. So the elite tiers of running backs for the 2021 season, the rankings, we broke down the top six guys. It was C-Mac. It was Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, Dalvin Cook, Kamara, Saquon Barkley. With Jonathan Taylor, I said in the video, I was like, they're probably going to get Wentz. You know, worst case scenario is that they end up with Wentz at quarterback. I think, I think in a sense, this is an upgrade at quarterback because... We didn't know what this was going to end up being for the Colts. You know, they could have ended up just being shot in the foot. I think, you know, if they're going to get desperate and uh, offer something high for Carson Wentz or whatever, I, I felt like that was most likely outcome for them to get it done because they're in win-now mode, so they need some some sort of veteran. They weren't going to let Jacob Eason run the show. They weren't going to draft a rookie and have him develop under it. They're, they're ready to go right now, and they think they could obviously fix Carson Wentz with Frank Reich there. Um, so... That being said, this doesn't really change anything for Jonathan Taylor for me. I'm happy that he gets an actual NFL quarterback under center, at least one that can run an offense, you know, and won't need time to kind of develop into um, some kind of like offensive staple here. And, you know, that even it was hard for me to say that given what Carson Wentz did last year and how bad he was. Here, Here's here's why I'm hopeful for Wentz in Indy. Not only is he, um, you know, reuniting with Frank Reich there, the offensive line is going to be a, a massive upgrade, right? Even if we even if we got time to see what Wentz was last year, we didn't get to see him operating as a normal NFL quarterback because their offensive line was so he was getting sacked like six, seven, eight times a game. And when you look at Indy's line last year, seventh in pass blocking per PFF, number three overall in run blocking per PFF. And if you look up player profiler, completely free website to look at advanced analytics, uh, Rivers's protection rate. In Indy last year was number three amongst NFL quarterbacks. Carson Wentz's was 29th. So yeah, he was fucking bad. He was inaccurate. He was throwing balls all over the fucking place. But he also didn't have a lot of time. You know, I, I think there's there becomes a point where it becomes a mental game for quarterbacks. And if they know they're going to be under pressure within like two seconds, they get a little bit jittery. And that won't be a problem in Indy with the offensive line that they've built there. So, you know, he's in the situation to bounce back. Um, and if there was a situation to go to for this to happen, it was an in Indy. I think that 
Jonathan Taylor is not a guy that you necessarily draft based on. You know, Rivers wasn't great last year either. So Taylor did it with Rivers. He's a guy that you draft like Derrick Henry because you know the rushing totals are going to be there. You saw him down the stretch last year getting 22, 25 touches a game, busting off 50-yard touchdown runs, shit like that. He, he was, he's not someone who's going to hit that elite tier of fantasy running backs because of his receiving workload, all right? Um, and Carson Wentz was a big problem for Miles Sanders last year. Miles Sanders was a big problem for Miles Sanders last year. He dropped, I think, uh, a running back NFL leading eight balls last year. But Carson Wentz also threw him uncatchable balls at the highest rate of any NFL running back. So could be a problem for Taylor, though, with a guy like Sanders, we were much more reliant on passing work in order to hit that fantasy ceiling where Taylor's not the case. Taylor can bust off for 1,600, 1,700 yards on the ground and be good. So... Uh, Taylor, still my RB3. I'm not moving him up or down my rankings based on this signing. Carson Wentz is not a quarterback I'm necessarily going to be targeting in fantasy whatsoever. I think if you're in a super flex dynasty league, he's definitely worth, uh, it's definitely worth like, you know, drafting in the middle to later rounds. If he's going to drop to like the seventh, eighth, ninth round, I think it's worth using a pick on him there because again, quarterbacks are a premium and you usually have to spend second, third, fourth round capital on them. People are still going to let him be a discount. You know, he has one good semi bounce back year here where he throws for 4,100 yards and doesn't throw 19,000 interceptions, his value is going to skyrocket in Dynasty Superflex leagues because he's still young. And this is a Colts team that's obviously set up for success for the future for a long time. Um, so don't undervalue Wentz right now in Superflex Dynasty. I'm going to have to redo all of my Dynasty rankings uh, right after this video. I just want to hop on with you guys after I did a little bit of research. Uh, Dynasty rankings will be available to anybody that grabs the um, the Big Dogs Draft Guide, which is available for pre-order right now on BigDogsDraftGuide.com, BigDogsDraftGuide.com, B-I-G-D-O-G-S, DraftGuide.com, pre-order pricing, pre-order sales up there for the season-long leagues as well as the Dynasty Rookie Leagues, uh, and they've got all the rankings and all the exclusive shit in there. Nothing is live yet. None of the content is live yet, but we are working to make sure that it is live within the next week or so. So rankings, all updated shit will be available in there. Make sure you go cop. The Indianapolis playmakers outside of Taylor, um, you know, I kind of like I kind of like this for T.Y. Hilton, man. If he does come back to Indy, I almost liken T.Y. Hilton to a Deshaun Jackson type player, right? Both older, both veterans, both win downfield using their pure speed. I think T.Y. Hilton's probably a better possession receiver, but Carson Wentz and Deshaun Jackson, they tried so fucking hard. They tried so hard to make that thing happen in Philly, and they just couldn't get a significant timetable of them two playing together, which is a damn shame because the, the very few limited plays and series and games that they got together was fucking electricity. So I kind of like this for T.Y. Hilton if, if he does return in Indy. Michael Pittman, I still like him as a prospect. I still like him as a player. And I think, I think he's worth a buy because he's one of those second-year sophomore wide receivers that is going to go super under the radar given that there were so many good rookie wide receivers, right? You have like seven or eight off the rip, like CeeDee Lamb, T. Higgins, Chase Claypool, uh, fucking Justin Jefferson, all these guys who accrued so much value. And any second-year wide receiver that was a rookie last year that didn't pop all the way off is probably going to be severely undervalued. Now, Michael Pittman... Not not a great rookie year. I mean, uh, mediocre, I guess, based on his draft capital. Scored one touchdown, had like one big game, but... This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kind of fell off down the rip. He did have a nice little playoff game at the end there, which gives you a little bit of hope. Um, if T.Y. Hilton's gone, then Michael Pittman could come in and be the wide receiver one there. I think I, I think overall it was a little bit disappointing. He disappeared at times when he could have emerged as the alpha. He had every opportunity to do so. So that's a little bit of a red flag. But give him a year you know, to develop into a wide receiver, and I think this could be uh, a little something-something there for Michael Pittman. So if I'm looking to trade for Michael Pittman, what would I give up? I don't know if I'd give up an early second round pick for him, especially in this class when you can get guys. Yeah, definitely not an early second because I think guys like Rondell Moore will be available there in rookie drafts. But I think maybe uh, a late second, early third is probably the right price for Pittman. If you can't get in for anything you know, at that value or cheaper, I'd probably just let it ride out and not not necessarily target him. But I think he could be a good playmaker for this, uh, for this offense under Carson Wentz. What else we got there? T.Y. Hilton, I hope he resigns. Michael Pittman, uh, Paris Campbell, you know, two years in a row. We haven't really got to see him play on the field. If he's healthy, I don't know. There's nothing really for me to say here. Tight ends get kind of interesting. Not really, actually, because you're not fucking drafting any of the tight ends in Indy. Kind of the same situation where we knew Carson Wentz loved throwing to the tight ends in Philly, but they had two really good tight ends in Ertz and Dallas Goddard. And, you know, between fucking Jack Doyle and Trey Burton, I don't even know who they got on that fucking team anymore, to be honest, at, at the tight end position. But none of them are exciting in terms of, like, fantasy um what else we got let's bring up some questions we got anything in the question sphere that uh we could talk what you said ty do you mean Pittman? Pittman, right now i got you what are we talking about How does this affect Miles Sanders' dynasty value? Yeah, I think. Uh, listen, one, one of the one of the reasons I was so high on Miles Sanders last year, it, I wasn't necessarily wildly high on him from a dynasty perspective. It felt like a perfect storm kind of brewing there in Philadelphia, where I thought the offense would bounce back. You know, their offensive line. As soon as all the injuries started occurring in the summer, is is a time where I should have probably you know pulled back a little bit. On uh, on Miles Sanders and that offense overall, you know, I thought Wentz would bounce back. I thought the offense would bounce back, and that was why you would buy a guy like Miles Sanders in Dynasty. In terms of his value right now, he's he's absolutely a risky player. I think he's awesome. I think he's uh, a really good running back, and I think he can have you know that RB one season or two RB one seasons going forward in fantasy. He just needs a lot of things to go right for him right now. He needs the offensive line to get healthy, get better, make sure these guys don't retire, and make sure they get back to full form. He needs to make sure that they don't draft or sign someone through free agency. So for Miles Sanders, he's going to fall behind those second year running backs for me. Like you have all the, you know, you have the the high end running backs in 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 dynasty right now. You have the Christian McCaffrey's and the Saquons and those guys. And then you have all the guys coming in from last year where it's Jonathan Taylor, it's DeAndre Swift, it's Cam Akers, it's um, you know, it's JK Dobbins. Miles Sanders is going to be the tier behind those guys, okay? Cuz he kind of had his chance to do it this year. Couldn't stay healthy. The the offense is not one that we can be confident that they're going to be really successful 
for the long term, you know? Um, so he, he falls behind those guys for me. I don't think he's like a, a must avoid or a guy that I'm necessarily fading if he falls to me in, in startup drafts, but he's not a guy like last year where I would be targeting. Marlon Mack is a free agent this season, pretty sure. Yes, he is. Marlon Mack is a free agent coming off the Achilles tear. I, I would be very surprised if they re-signed him. What else we got? What else we got? How does this affect Goddard? I mean, listen, Goddard like really can't be unleashed until Zach Ertz is out of there. And it just feels like they're never going to fucking let that man walk. Let him walk. Let him out the wheelchair. Even though Ertz probably fucking needs a wheelchair at this point. I mean, if, if Goddard, if Goddard is, uh, if Goddard is the tight end one there, if they trade Ertz or whatever, like, of course, Goddard's going to be the most popular breakout pick this year, just based on how that offense runs and the, um, how that offense runs and, and how many targets the tight ends get in that offense. Um, but again, you, you got, you got to remember now that, you know, a good 20% of the Eagles offensive plays are going to be run plays by the quarterback now, right? If you run 60 plays in a game and Hertz is running the ball 10 to 12 times, that eats up a decent amount of pass attempts that, uh, that other quarterbacks normally would throw. So you look back at the numbers that Jalen Hurts put up last year in terms of the four games that he started in, Four games he started in his past attempt numbers were 30, 44, 39, 20. So you're going to have games where he throws the ball 30 times, where he throws the ball 20 times, where the playmakers on the outside, you know, might be a little bit of a problem. I, I am interested to see what happens with Jalen Rager, though, because, uh, you know, Hurts and Deshaun Jackson connected on a couple deep balls when he was a starter. And I feel like Jalen Rager should play that role. Obviously, a disappointing rookie year based on where you drafted him. But, um, yeah, it, it's it's risky all around on the on the Eagles side at least when we're talking about a dynasty outlook, okay? Because the offensive line is still kind of in shambles. But from a season-long perspective, I think most of the guys on this team will probably be a value. I think Miles Sanders in the third, fourth is going to be a value for redraft. I think Hurts anywhere outside of like the sixth round is going to be a value. So uh, those those are the things I'd be looking at. Does this make one to top 10 fantasy quarterback? No, nah, I'm, I'm not going to be doing that. Two years from now, Colts will be shopping Wentz. Yeah, probably. Is Rager the wide receiver to target, or are you fading Philly pass catchers altogether? Yeah, I mean, if I'm if I'm gonna if I'm gonna target one, it definitely would be uh, Jalen Rager. But um, it's just hard to be confident in anyone on that Philly offense right now. We didn't see much out of uh, out of anyone. What else we got? Do you think that either of these teams are likely to go for an elite free agent wide receiver? All right, we could talk about that. So uh, I would be surprised if either addressed the position through free agency. I would not be surprised whatsoever if both of them went early at wide receiver or weapon, I should say, in the draft. So the Eagles pick at number... Uh, either six or seven, I can't remember. And I would be shocked. I would be shocked if they don't, if Jamar Chase falls to them, they'll probably go with Jamar Chase. I could also see them going with uh, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is obviously this tight end, but Kyle Pitts is more of a wide receiver than a tight end. And also like the way the NFL works nowadays, if you draft a tight end like Kyle Pitts, you could play him at wide receiver and then you hit him with that extension as a tight end. So he gets less money basically than a wide receiver would get. 
So I, I would be very, very surprised if Philly's first round pick, that that top 10 pick is not a pass catching weapon in that offense. And with the Colts pick, I think they have the 21st pick overall. Uh, I've seen a lot of mock drafts where they actually go wide receiver. I'd be a little bit more surprised if they do go wide receiver. Um, it, it's going to depend on what they do with T.Y. Hilton. If he takes like a team-friendly deal to kind of run it back and, and finish his career on a team that could make a Super Bowl run, it makes sense for them to keep Hilton and not use that first-round pick. But I've seen I've seen them I've seen too many mocks where Kadarius Tony goes to Indy, and I think that would just be a, a massive fucking mistake, and I would absolutely hate that. Um, but that is in the range of you know their their twenty-first overall pick, I believe. That's you know that's Rashad Bateman range. That's Rashad Bateman. That's Rondell Moore range. You know, if they want to, if they want to capitalize on on uh, what they wanted to do with Paris Campbell and take another explosive playmaker uh, after the catch and, and grab a Rondell Moore, I could see that happening too. That would be fucking dope. I'd be that would make me a lot more excited for a guy like Carson Wentz, getting guys that can separate and make plays after the catch, like a Bateman or a Rondell Moore. Um, but I think I think Philly's almost a lock to go with an offensive player, skill player early on. Indy's more of a coin flip, and I would probably err on the side of them not doing that they've invested a lot of capital over the last couple of years between Pittman and Campbell and Taylor on early round uh skill players happy birthday Nick thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you um I'm not even physically sure if it's possible to be further away from my from my birthday right now. My birthday is August 25th, but I still appreciate you. Do you think it's a good move for Philly? I mean, yeah, I I think from just where this is like a, it almost became like a personal thing at this point where it's gotten so fucking blown up that it, it would just cause distraction and problems in the locker room for the entire year. Why'd someone give me a fucking thumbs down? Why are you guys so disrespectful? We have 500 people in here and 78 thumbs up and four thumbs down. Is it because I lied about my birthday? I didn't even lie. Someone said happy birthday. It wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. Y'all are mad, dis mad respectful. I have the most respectful audience in all of YouTube. Wishing me happy birthday on days when it's not my birthday. Rude. What do you think about Gaskin and the Dolphins running back situation? Very random. Dude, I'm, I think Gaskin's a very good value in Dynasty right now. I think everybody thinks that they're going to invest into a running back, but like, I think what they had there last year was pretty damn good between Gaskin and Solomon Ahmed and whoever they want to use at the running back position got the 20-plus touches, man. So right now, my, my take on this is I, I don't think they go early capital running back. I could sound like a fucking idiot. I don't think they do it. I feel like if they wanted to, they should have done it last year with the value that was at running back early on and the studs that were there. This is not a very strong class for running back overall for the rookies. Um, if you guys are interested in learning more about the rookies, I, I did the top five rookie running backs coming into the NFL this year. You know, the, 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 the prospects coming out of college, I did a video last week or two weeks ago. So that will be, I'll link that down below as well. Sometimes I got to start writing down all the shit I say I'm going to link. Cause I never fucking link it. Let's see. Link, uh, top five rookies, rookie running backs. I also said I was going to link something else too. I was going to oh, link the uh, free ADP data. Yeah, so if you guys are just joining me now, we ran about 75 Startup Dynasty mocks through our Discord over the last week, and we put together the ADP, which I will give to y'all for free. So I got to link that shit down below as well. Should Ertz owners in Dynasty try to sell or hold until a big game performance and then sell? I mean, listen, like, the time to sell Ertz was last year, if not two years ago. Um... 
and I, I think people in Dynasty like fake, like pretend it's you know even after a big game, this is not like redraft or season long. I don't I don't think people buy into like one big game and then like oh I want to buy Zach Hurts now after a big game. So like yeah, if if that's practical for you and you think you could do that, fucking uh, do that. But like I. I want no part of, of Ertz. Ertz is like the premier example of guys that you needed to get rid of like a year or two ago. Get get the fuck rid of him if you can now. Do you expect any other big quarterback moves during the offseason? I don't think Watson is going to go anywhere, in my opinion. Yeah, I've been saying this for a couple of weeks, too. I think I, I err on the side that Watson is not going anywhere either. I would be surprised, but um, some team might get desperate and offer a big-ass fucking package, so could happen. I think the biggest impact mover will probably be Jameis Winston. I'm, I'm really intrigued to see what happens there because uh, as I talked about in today's video, the running back rankings... The Saints are in just their salary cap is just out of control. Like it's so bad, it's so bad, and uh, they have Taysom Hill for sixteen million. They clearly want to bring Winston back, but if they can't figure something out where both sides agree to, like Winston will probably get another job starting somewhere else, or at least another chance to compete for the starting job. So I think that could be a splash. I'm also I'm also on the very very minority side that thinks Cam Newton gets another shot as a starter somewhere else. Maybe in Washington. I don't know. Um, I don't. I, I. I would be shocked if they ran it back with him in New England because that was just a nightmare. But like, there was nothing Cam could do there. Like the weapons in Washington were like I. I took it as personal disrespect. I'd be so fucking mad if I was Cam running out there week after week and and throwing throwing seventeen targets to Jacoby Myers. What what is he gonna do? What is the fuck is he gonna do? He's on an NFL field playing with high school wide receivers. I I I think he's got something left if he can go to the right system. I know that's a very, I don't even want to say a hot take. It's a terrible take, but it's a minority take. Put it that way. Thank you. Thank you. Who do you want your Falcons to get in this year's draft? Um, I want them to take Justin Fields at four. I would love for Trevor Lawrence to go one, Zach Wilson to go two to the Jets, and then I would love for Justin Fields to go four to us, let him sit behind Matt Ryan for one more year, and then let it rip after that. I would fucking love that. We want, I want the Falcons to draft Fields in round one, and then Elijah Mitchell in or either Elijah Mitchell or Ramondre Stevenson in rounds like four or five. Have them two motherfuckers run the backfield under Arthur Smith for the next 45 years. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap it up. I didn't realize how long this live stream went on. Usually when I do breaking news live streams, they're for like eight seconds. But we went on for a lot of seconds. All right. That's it. I appreciate you guys hopping in with me. Thank you for for hanging out. 
Hit the thumbs up button if you enjoyed. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. We do a whole lot of fantasy football content. Make sure you go cop the uh, pre-order priced draft guide. BigDogsDraftGuide.com. Follow me on the social medias. See y'all on Fade the Public tomorrow, which was just a creative meeting. We sat at that table and we got creative as fuck. That's all I could tell you. Love y'all. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.